anything that's more expensive is really great with YouTube ads. Is that because the buyer's like seeking education mainly on YouTube? Or what is that? So there are a couple of reasons why, right? Reason number one is, yes, uh, buyers are often looking, you know, basically seeking education, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, because they're seeking education, these are not the cheapest leads, but the leads mm -hmm. are qualified. So sure. if you're getting leads from YouTube, you can sell them on something more expensive. But if you're, you know, basically selling them a $27 ebook, it's usually not the best use. Now, that's obviously something you can do as a front end lead generation method. Mm -hmm. But you basically want to sell them something higher ticket because it ends up working with the cost structure of YouTube, right? Because mm. you are targeting people, getting very engaged views, very engaged leads. And because of that, it's definitely not super cheap. This is the Command Your Brand podcast, where we talk to world changers, visionaries, and founders, people that are doing big things and changing this planet in a positive way. We're learning their stories, techniques, and exactly what you need to know so that you can do things in a big way. The time is now. Get ready to take command of your brand. Welcome back for another episode of the Command Your Brand podcast, where we bring you visionaries, founders, and incredible people that are doing really big things. My guest today is Shosh Singh, and we're going to really dive deep into YouTube ads today, which is an area that I did not know about. And Shosh is a serial entrepreneur that has started and managed dozens of businesses and helped to create almost $100 million in revenue. And we're going to be talking about how his digital agency, Links Digital, are the specialist in YouTube advertising and a lot of what you need to know in that area to get your mission out there, make a big impact, and do it in a way that other people aren't even thinking. So without further ado, let's get into this interview with Shash Singh. <laughs> Hey, what is up, everybody? Jeremy here. And I'm super excited about today's episode, not just as an interviewer, but you know, a little selfishly as someone running a business as well, because today's guest is an expert in YouTube ads, which really excites me because I've heard so much from other people using them, especially Greg from Kinobody talks about him quite a bit. So I'm excited to have actually the guy working with him today. So welcome to the show, Shas Singh. Hey, what's going on? Uh, thanks for having me on here. Absolutely. So I'm excited to chat with you today, man. I want to find out just first and foremost, you know, in the world where everybody's talking about Facebook ads, you know, Google search ads have been around for a long time. Like, how did you end up in this world where you're focusing on YouTube and video ads? Got it. So it was really accidental. So basically what actually happened was I used to run an SEO agency, wasn't doing well with it. I didn't really like SEO. I was kind of, you know, making a little bit of money and then not making money. It was just very inconsistent. And actually what happened in Toronto, as you mentioned, I met Greg from Kino Body and he actually uh, wanted to try YouTube ads and he didn't really know anybody who could run it. And he was, he gave me the opportunity. He's like, Hey, Shash, I want to give it a shot. And yeah, that's kind of how it came about. And basically from there, we were able to scale the ads to 5k a day spend within two weeks. And it basically at that point, I realized that, Hey, this is kind of a new thing. This is definitely something I can specialize in and get some great results at. 
And ever since then, I've been working with YouTube ads and I've built an agency around it. So that's kind of a little bit of my story. So I guess from that perspective, you know, why would people do YouTube ads versus Facebook ads versus any other type of ad they could do? For most people, I don't even, unless they're a Fortune 500 company, I don't know why they spend money on LinkedIn because it's just the CPM so high there. But I guess in terms of like YouTube ads, why would people want to spend money on them? Yeah. So, I mean, every ad platform has its pros and cons. Some of YouTube's pros are that targeting is very powerful. You can really target people when they're watching content about your niche. So for example, if somebody's watching marketing and business content on YouTube, they're a pretty engaged user and you can target those people and they'll be really great leads. Like on Facebook, a lot of times what will happen is people are just scrolling to the newsfeed. Uh, they're not really that engaged. They're just watching videos of cats and, you know, <laughs> it's just, they're not usually in the most uh, high attention phase, right? They're, mm. they're usually just kind of wasting time. And that's, I'm not saying everybody's like that. There are people who use Facebook groups and there are people who use it for marketing, etc. But in general, I would definitely say uh, from my experience that YouTube leads can often be more qualified. Now, mm. that being said, it's not like YouTube is the world's greatest ad platform and every ad, other ad platform sucks. It's just Number one, you want to be diversified, right? Like you don't want to just rely on one ad platform. That's okay if you're just starting out, but you want to have multiple ad platforms. And that's why one of the things I try to do is give people a realistic view, right? And that realistic view is that, hey, you should do Facebook ads. You should do YouTube ads, perhaps even do LinkedIn ads because, you know, certain B2B niches, it works well, right? Like mm -hmm. each ad platform can be made to work. However, YouTube ads, you do have the ability to scale and it becomes a very powerful platform because of that. I guess from that perspective, then what type of businesses tend to do well with that type of ad? Because I'm sure it's not going to work for every single industry, but I'm certain that it's you know great for. So what are the ones we should be focusing on? So for example, anything that's high ticket does really well with YouTube ads. So if you're selling a high ticket coaching program, high ticket courses, anything that's more expensive is really great with YouTube ads. Is that because the buyer's like seeking education mainly on YouTube? Or what is that? So there are a couple of reasons why, right? Reason number one is, yes, uh, buyers are often looking, you know, basically seeking education, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, because they're seeking education, these are not the cheapest leads, but the leads mm -hmm. are qualified. So sure. if you're getting leads from YouTube, you can sell them on something more expensive. But if you're, you know, basically selling them a $27 ebook, it's usually not the best use. Now, that's obviously something you can do as a front end lead generation method. Mm -hmm. But you basically want to sell them something higher ticket because it ends up working with the cost structure of YouTube, right? Because mm. you are targeting people, getting very engaged views, very engaged leads. And because of that, it's definitely not super cheap. And mm -hmm. another thing about Facebook ads is Facebook ads is really good at low scale. When you're you know, spending 200, 300 bucks a day, you can get cheap leads and you can make lower ticket stuff work pretty well at that low scale. However, if you try to scale that to two grand a day, you get stuck. With YouTube, you don't have that initial super cheap leads period. What you have is the lead costs are more consistent. So you don't get that like false gold kind of sense where maybe at 200 bucks a day, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. However, you can get to five grand a day a lot easier because the costs stay a lot more consistent. So that's what we've seen with YouTube ads is if you have something that's higher ticket and you've got a good funnel with YouTube, it's a lot easier to get to five, 10 K a day versus with Facebook it often works better at lower scale for lower products and so on. And that's why, again, like if somebody came to me and they're like, hey, I'm just selling a $47 ebook, I would tell them, hey, go with Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. If they came to me and they said, hey, I have a you know $5,000 program or $6,000 service, I would tell them, yeah, YouTube is a really good potential traffic source for you. 
Well, I guess looking at that then, like one of the things that, that came to mind for me is like if I'm doing a display ad in Google, like there's a period of time where the ad has to actually like learn, right? So that it can be more effective. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that on YouTube, like and you're setting up that ad, is there like a, a time period that it has to learn before it can be effective? Or what does that look like? Yeah, so there's always an ad optimization period. However, what we recommend is if an ad doesn't work within the first few days and the costs are high, you just get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Basically, the way we optimize our ads, it's very logic based, right? So Google says, hey, 14 days is what, you know, you should let ads run for 40 days to really let optimize. In our experience, that's a good way to lose a lot of money and pay Google a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, What we recommend instead is, hey, every single ad basically set a goal for, you know, let's say if you're aiming for $5 leads or $10 leads, figure out what you're willing to pay for a lead, figure out when you're going to cut an ad off if it hasn't generated a single lead, right? So perhaps if you're trying $10 leads and there hasn't been a single lead at, after 15 bucks, mm-hmm. you can cut that ad, right? Mm. That way you're just cutting the losers faster, right? Our goal is always cut the losers faster. And then obviously if it's getting leads, but those leads are expensive, then you also set a metric for that, right? So you, it's very logic-based, it's very based on like, hey, you want to really stick to your rules. And if you stick to your rules, in general, with media buying, you do extremely well. The biggest mm-hmm. problem a lot of people have with media buying is they're going off a purely emotional basis, right? So it's really about understanding the algorithm, it's understanding the platform, and then also having strict rules. And if you do that, those three things, you're ahead of the pack. Very cool. And I guess in terms of setting up a campaign, right? If we want to set up it's an ad that's effective, what should we be looking at in terms of the content we're creating? Because you see all different ones, right? Like, you know, many years ago, everybody talks about the here in my garage ad, like that was a very successful one from Ty Lopez, or you look at a lot of people are doing whiteboard ads now. So I guess if we're going to create something that's going to be successful, and that's going to drive traffic, like what should we be even looking at? Or what should that type of ad even look like? So the biggest thing here, it's not actually, hey, should I do a whiteboard ad, a selfie ad or a professional in front of the camera ad? It's more about the structure you follow, right? Because if you follow a really solid structure and you basically have your copywriting follow that structure, you're most likely going to do well. So typically the structure we recommend, and obviously you can play around with this, but usually you want to grab their attention with a strong hook, right? And that will ensure that they'll keep watching the video. Because they have that like five second skip button. So if you like get past, if you get skipped, it's over, right? Exactly. So what you want to do is within the first five to 10 seconds, there are a couple of things you can do at the same time. Number one is you can do something that grabs attention, right? So this could be a physical action, right? So you see a lot of people being like, hey, hey, stop, stop. Like, you know, they basically get your attention or you see people with a big like red, like stop kind of thing where it's like, okay, your attention is there. And then that's one way of doing it, right? Another way is to say a statement that calls out your ideal audience. So for example, in your case, right, let's say you're basically, you know, you're targeting entrepreneurs who want to generate growth their business through podcasting, right? Sure. So you would say something like, hey, are you an entrepreneur that's sick and tired of begging for podcast? Oh, no, actually, a better one would be, hey, are you an entrepreneur that's sick and tired of how expensive Facebook ads are, and you want an easier way to grow your authority and get new leads, right? So that's immediately grabbing attention because number one, you're you're calling out a pain point. Number two, you're kind of uh, also saying that, hey, this other method, uh, you're probably frustrated with it, right? So they mm. a lot of people, they emphasize with that because they're trying to make Facebook ads work and they aren't really able to. So when you call out the ideal audience, you're grabbing their attention and you're also basically letting them know it's for them. So now they're kind of locked in. They want to keep watching the video. 
So that's kind of the hook, right? And you can combine it, right? So you could do like different things and combine like, let's say a physical action, but also a statement, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, other things you can do with hooks is you can also use motion, right? So if you're, for example, if you have an ad where you pan into a speaker or you perhaps are in a location where this action going on, right? That's also something that human brains respond to motion. They're more willing to, you know, basically pay attention if there's some motion involved. So that's kind of the first piece, right? And then after that, we actually get into uh, basically building credibility and social proof. So you want to build some credibility, tell them why they should listen to you. So it would be something like, hey, I've been featured in Forbes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you've been able to do. And this is what I help people do, right? So, hey, I run a podcast and I've been on all these big podcasts and I'm going to show you how I built my business with podcasting, right? So you build Mm -hmm. some credibility and then you tell them what you're going to show them. So now at this point, they're interested, right? Because you've got their attention. You basically hook them in. You've shown them that you are trustworthy and authoritative source, right? You're not just some random guy saying it. And from there, you can actually introduce the offer. So the offer is whatever you're going to send them to. So it could be a lead magnet. It could be a video training, whatever it is, you explain what that is. So you you tell them, hey, so I actually created a three-step training where I show you how we built a six-figure, seven-figure business using this method. So that's interesting. So So you're pushing them to some sort of an offer because it's. I've had some pop up for me as well that are like, all right, so in the next hour, it's like, well, isn't that a lot for an ad? So like, I, so for you, it makes more sense to send them to an offer rather than sending, showing them like a full training video. Absolutely. I think when you're on YouTube, you basically, you're about to watch a video, right? You're yes. there, you're about to watch a video. So there's that open loop, right? Like, you know that you want to watch this video and this ad's there. So if you just have this whole 20, 30 minute presentation ad itself, there's always going to be that button that you want to click to you know, skip. At least if you get them over to your own website to give them a training, at that point, they're kind of committed and locked in. And they also can watch that video, right? Like they can, mm-hmm. okay, they're, they're on your website and then they can continue watching the video they wanted to later on. But I do feel like doing a training in the middle, it's kind of a weird middle ground. And also yeah. for us, our best ads have been one to two minutes. Like we've run a lot of analysis mm-hmm. on this. So we basically took all the ads we've run for our clients and we looked at the most effective ones in terms of cost per lead, cost per sale, and they've almost always been around the one, two minute, two minute mark generally. Now, sometimes they can be a bit longer, mm-hmm. uh, but typically we find that shorter ads are easier to shoot, right? Because there's less things you can screw up, right? If you're yeah. trying to do like a seven minute ad, you want there's so many opportunities for you to mess something up in that. Yeah. While if you have a one or two minute ad, it's pretty easy to stick to a script for one or two minutes or to keep that piece of information in your mind. So even if you're not reading up a script, you know that, hey, these are the key points I'm going to make. This is the structure. And, you know, of course, if you're a master, you might be able to pull those seven minute ads off because, you know, you basically keep their attention the whole way through. Uh, but in our experience, it's that's a much tougher thing to do. Shash, I guess looking at the videos we're creating too, because it's like some platforms, they say, hey, video quality that's lower does better. Video quality, some platforms, it's video quality that's higher, that's better. So I guess in your mind, what builds the most trust, like the production quality of the video we're creating matter? So it does, but in an interesting way. So I actually think what matters a lot is audio quality, right? Audio quality is absolutely essential. In terms of video quality, yes, you do need good lighting. You do need basically a clear image, right? Like if the video quality is absolutely crap, it's going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you look at 
a lot of these really powerful YouTube ads, they're just selfie videos, right? Yeah. Granted, they're selfie videos with great audio and, you know, they're not like a shaky cam, but it's usually <laughs> decently produced, right? Like it's basically, you know, in a place with good lighting, they got their audio down. And yeah, that builds trust because it's a more intimate kind of way of doing things rather than having a full on production. However, in based on our experience, what we've seen is that with YouTube ads, you kind of want to think about your audience, right? So if you are, let's say, targeting financial advisors, that's a very suit and tie kind of industry, right? Yes. So in that case, you might want to get a professional videographer to come in, you know, just look really good, have a suit and tie, etc. Now, obviously, if you're in the, you know, make money online industry, the coaching industry, that's different, right? Like in these industries, it's different. Now, another thing, and I completely forgot to mention this, something to keep in mind is e-commerce as well. With e-commerce brands, you kind of, the video production becomes a bit more difficult because you have to demonstrate the product while also keeping the human part of it, right? Mm. So for e-commerce, for example, you typically find that there's a couple different ad formats that work well. One of them is combining voiceover with footage of your product and stock footage. And the other is obviously doing kind of a more elaborate production where you have an actor and then you also have your product and you're kind of going through the whole thing. But you have to keep in mind that, okay, if you're doing, let's say, a coaching or info or some sort of training offer where it's an intangible, then selfie style can work well. Doing a professional kind of production can also do well. My recommendation is start with selfie style. It's easier to do. Get that done. And then from there, the take your best ad and then try to, you know, have a videographer come in and try different things, right? Like try doing one where you're giving your best script, but you're walking or try mm -hmm. doing one in a really cool environment. So people kind of pay attention to that. So a really good ad I saw, I think it was from Dan Vass. It was him in the middle of a lake. So I think it was for an Amazon FBA offer. And he was just in the middle of a lake doing an ad, right? And that was cool because it's like, oh, this guy's in the middle of a lake. And I think I saw another guy doing an ad in a business class seat. And he's like, hey, I'm going to teach you this method that in an hour. Oh, no, it was something like, hey, I'm going to show you how I make 10 grand while I'm sitting in this business class seat <laughs> doing nothing. You know, just it's just happening. So there's there's really cool ways to do it. But really, in the beginning, keep it simple. And then from there, you can try different settings, different levels of production and so on. When you're looking at the landscape of YouTube ads and what people are doing, you know, I guess, what are those things that kind of give you the heebie-jeebies, man? Like the things that people are doing that you're like, oof, I really wish they didn't do that. Or, or what are you see people messing up? So the first thing I see people messing up with is kind of trying to having unrealistic expectations and thinking that YouTube is Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, the ad platforms are different, the optimization styles are different, the ad creatives are different. So when people just go and copy and paste their Facebook ad strategy into YouTube ads without really, you know, adjusting for the platform, that usually doesn't end well. And then usually they're like, hey, yeah, YouTube ads doesn't work because <laughs> I tried it. But in reality, it's kind of like each platform, you really have to treat it as its own thing. You have to really try to understand it and really try to kind of learn it. And each time you're kind of starting from scratch, like obviously there's certain things that stay the same. Sure. Media buying is media buying, but there is a lot of differences between different ad platforms. Like I wouldn't expect to go and do LinkedIn ads and expect the same thing to work as on YouTube, right? So you have to really keep that in mind and really aim to first learn and understand before you kind of just start going in and spending a thousand dollars a day. Those are the same people though that will use the same post on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. They're like, why isn't this post working? And it's like, well, because it's not made native to the platform. So I totally agree with that. Like it needs to be content that's intended to work on the platform you're using on, or there's just really no point. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, Shash, this has been awesome today, man. For all the people like listening to this, we really had like kind of speed reading masterclass today. So for people watching this, if they want to connect with you and learn more about what you're doing, where's going to be the best place for them to go? Yeah, so I would recommend checking out a really cool resource we made. We made an in-depth targeting guide that teaches you every single targeting option with YouTube ads. And that will be at linksdigitalagency.com slash guide. Uh, it'll be in the show notes and description, hopefully, as well. So you guys can go and get it easily. But that should teach you a lot that you need to get started. Very cool. And as he said, that will be in the show notes of this episode. So Shash Singh, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, my friend. I appreciate it. Cheers. 